Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's February 20, 2012, and this is episode 323. So following on from last week, we're back again with our good friend, Landon Michelson, and we're going to continue with the interview and then move on and take a look at some of Landon's great work. So welcome back, Landon. Good to be back. <laughs> so uh, let's see, we, we finished off last week talking about your moonlighting job and you know all of your amazing photography experience. Let's talk today about where you're heading in 2012. Okay. I mainly want to start just by saying that I'm, I'm trying to answer two questions for myself this year. Hmm. And the first question is, what do I want to say to the world? Yeah. And the second question is, what can I do that nobody else can? Hmm. And I think 2012 is kind of a, uh, a year to reevaluate where I am, where I'm going and what I want to do. Mm. So in this process, I've realized that my personal work needs to become more personal. Mm. I have some great clients, but I realized that to push my work to the level I want uh, and need it to be, uh, I need to work with models, actors, and dancers and such and push mm. the creative envelope with more creative talent, yeah. more collaborations so that I can have more control over some ideas I want to make and work with talented people to get them realized. Mm. You know, Right, but they're rarely models. They're rarely actors. You know, it's hard to make my work the way I want it to with, with when I'm being paid to make, you know, during a paid session. Mm. Uh, every once in a while you get to introduce something that's really cool, but not on a consistent basis. So mm. I, I realize now that my portfolio needs to be more about me mm. and less about what I get paid to shoot. Got you. And, and I have thousands of ideas in my head, and I need to get some of those um, realized. And it's easier to realize them when you've got people that work for you on a talent basis as opposed to paying you to get something for them. So, yeah. So yeah, that, I, that's, I, I've been thinking about, I mean, I, I keep, um, I, I watch like in Kelby training, I watch people doing stuff with various sort of really, you know, really talented people like you, like you're saying. And I, um, I also want to try and either hire models or, you know, like you say, do stuff, do stuff to try and, push your own creative envelope but then um you know it is it's it's different to when you're working with a customer um like a, a shoot i did that i i spoke to spoke about on the uh the podcast recently as well where we we shot the three sisters um and their families um we a number of things we did that day were um were my ideas and i was trying to make something more artistic than just the, the straight portraits but it's still you're using their time and that when, when they're paying you, you you kind of end up having to do a lot of the stuff that they you know it's their shot list um and so you can sometimes move it around and get people to do things that you know totally that, that are your ideas but at the end of the day it's it's you don't have the freedom that you have when you you've paid someone to to be there to, as your model or or you know things like that exactly what you're saying yeah yeah and i'm i'm working now with some new mom with some new talent uh, i've been i've done some stuff with some you know somebody that's really good you know stage performer and i just realized that i need to do stuff that's personal yeah 
Yeah. I need to push my creative envelope and be in control of, of the more of the whole process. And clients are fun and clients are great and they pay the bills, but I don't know. I, I think what I really need to shoot is, is more personal work. Yeah. Um, and so I put up a little site on Model Mayhem just so I could network with local models more. Yeah. Have a place so they can find me. Mm. Uh, I started, you know, networking with people that that are models. I had models start calling me, mm. and uh, um, you know, I've got some acting talent that I want to interface with. So because models are tend to do, you know, they tend to do great with 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 posing and clothing and and being in front of a camera, mm. but they're not necessarily portraying a character. Yeah, where an actor could portray, you know, a likeness or do a, a certain look or you know, be creative, um, or even do voice, you know, work or something, yeah. you know, and then you have people that, that can, that can dance and perform and jump and leap and do things that nobody else can do. So mm. I, I just realized that that's kind of the, the, that's the talent pool I need to tap into. I need mm. to network with more of those people. This, this so is that's un, what I started doing. This is uncanny because I've been in model mayhem recently as well. Try, I haven't set anything up yet, but I've been looking through and doing similar things. So I think we're going. We might end up with uh, with a few similar projects this year. It's that's very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Model Mayhem to me is kind of like I don't know. It's kind of eclectic and strange and weird place. But I just realized that I got to put my billboard out there and network with people. And I found quite a few local people already. So hmm, that's great. It's just uh, you know figuring out the logistics and figuring out what I want to do because I want to be in control of it. Mm. So it, it'll be fun, but it's kind of hard to do that in the dead of winter. So yeah. So do you think that you're going to be paying people, or is it going to be like working for for photos, or you know what sort of? It'll be both. I def it'll definitely be both. Yeah. I have some commercial projects. Um, I I I uh, do stock photography, mm. but the interesting thing is that I don't I don't do it internationally. Mm. I don't. I don't have a mic. I have microstock accounts. that have never uploaded a photo yet. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just such a tough market to be in. So I have actually found that um, I get more success from the local market, mm. Mm. networking with people that locally that need images from local people that have local scenery and local vistas and local hangouts. And so what I want to do is I actually want to build a, a portfolio of people locally. Yeah. doing stuff locally to license locally and tap that market that's kind of untapped. So I'm, I've I've done pretty well with it. Yeah. I just need to do more of it. I need a bigger body of work. So I'm actually um, toying with, with how I want to put my own, um, not a really a stock photo site, mm. but a place where people could browse locally to find images. Got you. Yeah. So that that's kind of my next step. And I don't like to talk about plans because unless it's reality it's not nothing to show but that's that's the direction i want to head so much you know much more targeted personal work Got you. Got you. but in that vein i also want to do commercial work so that i have you know licensed images that i can that i can control yeah and yeah. have a bigger body of work and people sell well so i need more people yeah yeah for sure but i'm also helping new models you know in their portfolio and and helping them too so it's, it's kind of both mm. work for free and work for pay collaborations you know yeah. so yeah, got you. Good stuff. So let's move on and take a look at some of your images. I uh, we we've selected a few, a good few that we uh, that we're going to walk walk through here. Um, and the for the for the listeners, if you if you don't already know, the the images will be available in a blog post and on the at Martin Bailey Photography. What you if you type in mbp.ac slash Two uh, three two three for the episode number. That will take you to the blog post that contains all of the images that we're about to look at. Um, so the first one, Landon. This is 
uh, an eight shot. This is pretty pretty impressive. A, lot, a, lot, a bunch of your old work. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, this has been sitting um, on the top of my credenza in my office for years. Mm. And it's just I, something I dug out of the archive and stuck up there just to kind of remember where I came from. Mm. So this is eight proof shots, really. They're just four by sixes in this in this little folio mm. that uh, that I have that I acquired from somewhere. I don't know. It, it's it's beat up and ragged, and it just reminds me of of uh, the type of stuff that you know I've done better at since then. So these what? are just eight eight photos of flowing water water shots that I tried to take when I was. These were probably yeah. All these were shot with the. I'm sure all these were shot with my Pentax. Hmm. And that Hector, Hector, was it Hector 25? Hector 25, that was, yeah. that was my favorite film. I didn't use it in daylight. I was, it was really just, you know, I didn't have neutral density filters then. Hmm. But, but when you're shooting at ASA 25, the water's right. nice and slow to begin with. And yeah. it was just, a, I liked that film. It was fun. Yeah. Cool stuff. So, so I just wanted to give you a sense of where it came from. Yeah. So these were shot, these were shot between about 1987 and 1991. Yeah. So I, I got my first D, uh, DSLR. I got my first SLR in '91. So th you were doing all of this way before I I'd started to get my feet wet in the in the uh, the SLR field. So it's yeah. pretty cool. So let's move on to the next one. You and the next. Uh, uh, let's see. The, what we've got here is really just to show you in action. Um, I mean, it, it's great. It's always great, especially on on the web when. You know, we often see a profile photo, or we'll we'll learn about someone without really seeing them. But it, I remember, you know, the, this image is really—it's like you, the quintessential lander. You're out there in the field. You you've got your your truck there. You know, the, tell us a little bit about this. So I I had some time by myself because I dropped my wife off at a friend's house, and uh, so I had some time to kill on my way home. Mm. So I took some side roads on my way home, and you can tell it was spring. The snow hadn't completely melted. Uh, mm. This was on uh, um, Stevens Pass, and there's a there was a side road I always wanted to explore. So while I was out there, it was totally quiet. I was totally alone. There was nobody there, and uh, I thought, you know, I need to just set up a quick self-portrait. So I just sat on the uh, tailgate, mm. set up a tripod with a you know a timer, mm. and sat on the thing and and showed myself archiving photos on my way to the next place. So mm. that's really what this is. I still have that truck today. Yeah. Uh, it's been modified inside a little bit for more, you know, secure storage and stuff, but yeah. it's, that's, that's me. Yeah. It's great to see you. You know, I don't, the, I, the picture is showing me archiving photos onto a, you know, a portable hard drive, but I don't do that anymore. I just shoot with bigger cards and more of them. So yeah. Got you. Cool stuff. Yeah. So the next one we have, I mean, this, I remember seeing this come up um, a while ago. This just a crazy photo. The, you've called it the bowels of the storm. Yeah, this, this was one of those moments. We were driving out of town. I was in the passenger seat, and I saw this cloud, and I'm like, no way. Mm. You know, we got a mammatus cloud in our town, and, and it was boiling and rolling, and it looked just nasty. Mm. So I quickly pointed the camera out the windshield, and I got as close to the windshield as I could so that it so that anything that was on the windshield didn't show up in the exposures. Mm. And I shot qu three quick vertical. I mean, the camera was horizontal, but I shot three pictures vertically mm. uh, for, a, for a panorama. Mm. And so the top, you know, third is probably almost looking straight up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so we're, we're driving towards this, this cloud mass. And then uh, about 
30 seconds after taking that third exposure, the rain started hitting the windshield. Oh, wow. And so it was, it was just stormy and nasty and, and the backside of it was all sunlight, mm. but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I've seen photos of this, um, phenomenon, I guess in the past and I've never seen this in Japan. It, It seems as though it's probably something to do with the, you know, the area you live in, um, I've only ever seen photos like this, uh, I think, from the U.S., um, although I'm sure it happens in other, probably large, large landmass countries. But this is, it's incredible. I'd love to see this. I'd love to get a photo of this sort of stuff myself. Yeah, the sunlight was so strong behind it. That's why there's so much contrast, mm, mm. you know. But it was just, it was incredible to, to, to see it. And then it, it changed so quickly. Of course, we were driving out of town for an appointment, so mm. I didn't have a lot of time to stop. Yeah, you know, and I wasn't alone, so it it truly was a grab shot. Yeah, but, but it, it I, works really well. Yeah, I shared this on Flickr, and then a guy from um, Norway mm. saw it, and he publishes um, uh, he publishes you know, weather in phenomenon information. He published a book, yeah. and uh, um, he saw this shot, and I actually sent him a print of it in in exchange for one of his books. Of course, it's in Norwegian, so I can't read it, but. <laughs> But he said he would have published it if he if he had known about it before he sent the book to press. Uh, but wow. yeah, he he was excited about it. So. Yeah, amazing. It was fun. Shot. Is it a Silver FX Pro conversion? No, this was shot in two thousand six. Yeah. So okay. So, so even one wasn't available then. Yeah. yeah. I did. I yeah. This is just. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Wow. Excellent. So it's just careful manipulation and Photoshop and trying to keep you know tonal contrast and stuff. But yeah, excellent stuff. Next up, we have Want Out. This is this is one of my favorite shots of yours. It's, I mean, obviously they're all favorites, but this is a beautiful shot. Tell us about this. So this is my son. Yeah. And this was shot in 2006 also. Mm. So it was just one of those moments that he wanted to go outside, and I don't recall why he couldn't, didn't, wouldn't. I don't rem- I don't remember all the implications to it. So many things have transpired since then, but I saw the moment and I had, you know, the, the hands in that position, the way that the, the framing of the bars in the, you know, in the glass door mm. and his head position and the contrast range, it was just bright middle of summer day outside and mm. dark inside. So mm. the contrast was perfect. And then in post, I just, in, you know, enhanced the contrast a little more and kept mm. it just almost pure black and pure white. Yeah. It's, this is such an amazing shot. Uh, I mean, the the angle of his head is, is perfect. Like you say, you know, they're just giving you that sort of, I want to go outside sort of look. And it is, it's amazing. And the, and the way you did it with the, like you say, almost pure black and, and pure white. Um, such a graphically successful image as well, but yeah, well seen and, and well captured. Yeah, I put it in here because you liked it so much. I figured you must see something in it, so I just thought, well, I will talk about an oldie but goodie. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So let's move on. Next, we have a portrait of a little critter. What's this about? Well, of course, this is a prank mantis. Yeah, and uh, you know. Exploring macro photography, I find these in in our yard quite often. Mm. And they're here every every year, and I always find them fascinating. Yeah. So this was um, shot with a uh, a flash on an external yeah. flash with a, a custom made eight inch diffusion tube that I slipped over the flash head, mm. so I could get a, you know a longer 
softer, wider light source. Mm. And uh, of course, eight inches when you're shooting something that's, you know, you know, the head that's eighth of an inch wide, mm. it's a pretty big light source. Right. And uh, so in the black background is from the fall off from the flash. Yeah. And it's, it was just on a plant um, in my front yard after sunset. Yeah. So it was, it was my 105 VR macro lens, 68 millimeters of extension tubes, and then a crop to to frame it with the way that I wanted the antennas to come out. So mm. it was just kind of an oldie but goodie, but having those those two, I don't know what you call it, sets of black dots where the eyes are looking at me. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. it just works. So they 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 are amazing creatures. I've I've got a few shots of these guys, um, but I, I just love the way. I mean, the, obviously the back the black background here is it's something that happens pretty easily with uh, with macro, especially with flash. But I think it you know the the way you've got the the head perfectly sharp and then the torso is you know going out of the focus nicely and it's just it's, it's a portrait it's like and i almost imagine that this this little guy is is he's sitting posing on, for is, me he's sitting on a tiny yeah. stool with his legs crossed looking back yeah. at the camera oh come on landon it's like <laughs> it's just uh it drives me crazy i love this shot so it was it was shot at f14 so but yeah. you know as you know the closer you get that that depth of field drops off really rapidly right yeah yeah but in this case, it, it just worked. It worked really good. So, yeah. So and then I have, I have now. I have a, a, a 1080p video clip of a praying mantis I shot last summer. Oh, uh, nice! That it's so close, you can actually see him swallowing. Oh no! And it, it's backlit by the sun, so yeah. it's just it's just wild. Oh no! Yeah. That's have you have you considered selling stock video clips? I've I've thought about it. I've looked into it. You know, I just have to be careful how many endeavors I take on. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. <laughs> and for me, if I can't if I can't do it right, I don't yeah. I don't like to dabble in it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm either in 100% or I'm out. I don't know. I I have a hard time just just dabbling in it. Yeah. Got you. But I've certainly thought about it. I've thought about all of it. I just I just have to pick my pick, pick your battles. My, yep. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So next up I have a copy of this. We did a, a print exchange, I think it was a while back, and I uh, I just love River Rocks. Tell us about this shot. Yeah, I love River Rocks too, and I especially like River Rocks with long exposures. Hmm. I like I like rocks and water. Period, because the rocks are so stationary and solid and 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 permanent feeling, and water is so transitional and temporary and fluid. Hmm. I just like the combination, and then when you can get great light on it, it's just it just maximizes it. Of course, this this photo is technically a mistake. Really? Because I didn't see this photo when I shot it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was after all the sun on the water and, you know, the big expansive scene. And then when I got in post, I'm like, well, that's not the shot. Mm. The shot is, is the is the more intimate detail towards the shoreline, which is the three stones and the, how the water, inter, you know, reacts with it. Mm. So this is actually a, a tighter crop than I would like to admit. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But it was one of those those live and learn things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I tend to overshoot this stuff now if I can. I'd, I'd rather grab with two tripods and two bodies, mm. you know, because when you're doing long exposure work, you got a long time to wait. Yeah. So yeah. When, you, when you're doing a, a four minute exposure, you know, it you have four minutes to wait for that thing to cook. Right. That, I can be running another body right next to it doing some other shots, yeah. you know, and stuff. So it, it was a good learning lesson, but yeah. I, I like the shot. It's just really hard to repeat. I still haven't been able to get a the shot I really want to get like this again. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I do the same thing with long exposures. I 
I even have uh, two um, intervalometers, the the time the remote timer things, um, so that I can do that. You know, so that I can do two, run two cameras at once. So I do I do the same thing. And then the other thing that's nice too now is you can you can run two cameras. You can switch the video with one. You can do time yeah. lapse on another, and yeah. you can do. Yeah, it it just frees you up to do, and then you really get crazy. You can do three cameras, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, good stuff. Let's move on. The next one as well. I remember remember seeing this when it came up. Both hands full. Tell us about this. <laughs> this is one of those rare moments that I get to create a shot for myself at a client client session, mm. and it was totally unscripted, totally yeah. not on the shot list. It was one of those moments that just happens in front of you, mm. and. Um, I was. This was set up at a client's living room, mm. and I had um, two lights, mm. uh, two alien bees. At that time, I was using two sixty-inch umbrellas mm. with the the black. You know, I, I used uh, the convertible umbrellas that you can shoot through. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually shooting through the umbrella, but then using the black part of the umbrella on the back side of the umbrella to keep light spill from going all over the room. Mm. So it's kind of like a poor man's softbox back then. Yeah. But they were 60 inch and they were nice and they worked good. So yeah. I still have them. I, I I would prefer to get like a 47 inch Octobox out now. But but uh, back then that's how I used it. So I had a, I had one to camera right and one to camera left behind him. So you can you can see the two light sources, but they're yeah, but they're balanced. Yeah. And so this was in between setups, and his daughter was hungry. So his newborn's there in his arm, mm. and of course he's holding her with both hands, and she's mm. hungry. So he didn't know what to do with the bottle. <laughs> So he he just puts it up to his mouth to hold it so yeah. she can drink from it. Yeah. And of course, if you look at the fluid level, it gives it away that I rotated this in post. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I really like the the intimacy of the two of their heads together. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't like the angle he was holding her at because it just felt unnatural. Mm. So in post, I actually I I rotated the crop and and <laughs> and of course this was done in Silver Effects Pro. This was not long after I had it mm. and. Uh, Silver Effects Pro, you know, really gives you control over black and white. Really yeah. gives you to, in total control over how you, where you want to put the tonal contrast, where you want to put the, the lights and darks, and yeah. so uh, that was that was a fun, and it was just one of those moments that just happened for a couple seconds. I snapped a photo, and you know, and then it was gone. So yeah. uh, it's brilliant. It's still one of my favorites to this day. Yeah, mine too. I, I think the I remember seeing, um, if I recall, you had a, a a behind the scenes shot here as well. I remember seeing the the, um, the umbrella. It might not have been this 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 shoot. It was. But, it yeah. was this shoot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I started with umbrellas as well, and and they they're great. You know, they're inexpensive, um, but they they can be really nice, make like really nice light sources. Um, you so. know, I still use them when I need them, but they are, you know, as some people call them, light grenades. Yeah, they do. They do tend to throw light everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. when I'm using a 60-inch umbrella, I'm usually trying to keep it in pretty close. Yeah, it's usually just out of the edge of frame. So yeah, yeah. but I try to keep lights built to a minimum. But now I'd rather grab an octobox and yeah. You know, I've I haven't used my umbrellas since I got an I got a, I got the is it seven foot octobank and I have a a four by six softbox now as well. And they're my preferred light sources, but you know the the umbrella, especially when you first start with this stuff, the umbrella is a great way to get into it. And uh, yeah, it's it's certainly something that I'd recommend if someone if someone wants to wants to start using studio lighting, then it, an umbrella they're easy to control. There is the you know the light spilling out sort of the light grenade sort of effect, but 
I, I think that they're also they're, they're good to learn with as well. So oh yeah, and yeah. I still use them. I just I don't still use them as often. So yeah, yeah, excellent. Love this shot. Let's move on to some. I mean, I, I I've got to admit, I only saw this the other day as we were looking for images to talk about. Um, <laughs> but this is just crazy. Tell us about this. Okay, so in central Washington, where I live, we don't get lightning storms like you do on the coasts mm. or in these, you know, these mountain valleys where you get this dramatic lighting. When we get lightning, lightning in this town, it's usually passing through quickly. Mm. By the time you get your camera gear, your tripod, your rice out there, it's already um, three miles up the canyon. Mm. You know, it just doesn't hang around. Well, this day we had this weird phenomenon where the storm didn't move. Uh. It just hung there and stayed there. And of course, I raced down to this location just so I could get a vantage point because I knew that if you know if I went down to the river, I'm going to be close to the lightning. If I tried to spend the time to go up on the hill to get a different vantage point, maybe it'd be gone because mm -hmm. I'm so used to lightning just passing through and being over with that you get two or three strikes and 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 the lightning storm's over with and you wait another year. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I, I I just quickly set up at a you know above a, a school um, field mm -hmm. and I and I'm sitting there photographing at, at sunset and this lightning's going on and i'm like this storm's not moving mm. the lightning's still hitting and it's coming out of the same area of the clouds so i ended up in this shot there's 13 exposures mm. all taken from the same vantage point not all the exact same focal length but because photoshop's so good it it, it merged them all you know it just figures it out mm. so these this is um 13 different lightning strike photos um combined in cs4 at the time Hmm. And I just used auto line, both horizontal and vertical, you know, for the different focal lengths. So it figured it out. Yeah. Uh, and then I turned it into a smart object layer and used, then used the maximize um, um, function on that hmm. in, in um, um, Photoshop. Um, and that was the result. It just took the 13 lightning strikes and kept them in the frame yeah. and uh, got rid of everything else. And I just thought it was kind of cool. So I called it Lucky Strike 13 and... That's how the photo came to exist. Wow. So it's kind of apocalyptic, but uh, <laughs> they were all taken from the same tripod point. Yeah, and it, it really, it just, it wacky. I didn't realize it was until I saw, look, you wrote in the comment that it was, um, you know, multiple exposures, multiple exposures, but still, it was just, it's just a wacky shot. Great work. <laughs> so the, the next image, Saturated Dance, this is the last image that we're going to look at. This is from a, a job that you did, yeah? This is from a client shoot. So yeah. this is from the, the, my client in this case is um, Marissa, that's the, that's the female that's dancing. Yeah. And uh, this was an unscripted shot. This was not on the storyboard. This was not in the, in the planning stages. This was not at the consultation. Mm. Just to give you a little backstory, she really, really, really wanted rain shots. Mm. Problem was, she waited till October. Mm. <laughs> To, to plan for them. So we had a rainy day, but it didn't really rain. It just was light drizzle. Mm. Light drizzle doesn't photograph. Nah. You know, it just comes out blue. Yeah. So um, I had this idea. Um, I said, well, we need to get to a place where we can get a hose. We need to get to a place where there's, you know, water, because um, I wanted water on the ground. And uh, this shot came to be after we had shot the other photos that we really were trying to get. So I have... Uh, and an Alien B um, 800 off to camera left yeah. on on a light stand with a portable battery pack in a black plastic bag sitting on a posing stool with an umbrella 
mounted to, to a light stand sitting next to it to keep it dry. Because mm. wow. you don't want rain inside of a right. studio stove. Right. But um, so that's off to camera uh, left. I had an, uh, um, a tripod set up with, for me with another light stand with an umbrella on it uh, to keep me, my head and the camera dry. Mm. And then uh, we set up the shot with um, um, these shots with this is her boyfriend that she's dancing with. Yeah. So he was holding the hose, the garden hose, and the hose is stretched out over 100 feet. So off to camera right, there's a long driveway. And yeah. we've got this hose stretched as far as it'll go. And so I just had to choose something that would work for a foreground and background that looked kind of neutral mm. and let the water be the, the, the main part of the image. So it was raining, but not a lot. This rain that's falling is introduced from the garden hose. Wow. So, so he's I just holding the, it. I, I, do, I couldn't figure out how you so, got that look. You was, he's holding the hose and swishing it around. Well, <laughs> there's a little more behind the scenes than that. But he, <laughs> for all the other shots of just her, yeah. her, her boyfriend was holding the garden hose. I see. But I had to have Dad hold the garden hose um, for this shot because they wanted to get a couple dancing shots together. Okay. So, so but, how, how did you get the, the water to wrap around them like that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but just a little more backstory. This is 50 degrees yeah, out, yeah. 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's not a warm day. Yeah. There's no sunlight. Mm. And so the, all the light um, is from, you know, a little bit of ambient gray and then the strobe. So that's where the light came from. Mm. And then the splashing, of course, is from their feet in the puddles. But in post, I got to looking at this one specific photo, mm. and I thought, I like the moment. I like the two of them. I like the pose. You know, they're serious together, and they're looking at each other's eyes, and uh, um, she's actually smiling, but she she had a great time with this whole process. He mm. was nervous because he was worried his dance steps weren't right. So, <laughs> so in, in post, um, I took water splashes and Photoshop brushes and enhanced the photo to what we couldn't get on location. Okay. Okay. So the... The raindrops that are falling are, are from the garden hose. Yeah. And the little droplets on the foreground where you see the, you know, in, on the pavement, you see the, the water splashing up. Yeah. That's real. The little bit of splashing off their feet is real. Yeah. Everything else is manipulated to get a shot that I wanted that we couldn't do on, on location. Okay. She got, she got bitterly cold after this. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. And, and, and the shoot was done after, after these few shots with the dancing. So. Mm. I couldn't extend it any further. I couldn't go grab buckets of water and throw on them. I couldn't do some other stuff. So <laughs> just knowing what knowing what the limitations were in the field, I got as many shots as I could get. Yeah. And then in post, I you know, I didn't even have at the time exactly what my plans were. Hmm. I just I just saw this one photo and I wanted to take it further. Wow. So this is mainly um Photoshop compositing with with splash brushes that I've applied in a specific way to look like the water is wrapping around them and being part of the dance. Hmm. So I see. I thought yeah. th I thought that this was this was pretty clever. I, I was thinking, you know, like e even a dog when they when they shake off water, they don't get that amount of you know that sort of swooshing effect. It, it, it sort of goes out. So I was I was trying to figure out how you'd done this, but but it, I mean it does it works it works incredibly well though. I mean the. It's very graphically pleasing. You've got the, you, you know, the, the way it's, um, I like the, obviously the swoosh behind them, but also that one in front, like a C shape in front of the, you know, the, the, probably the top of their legs sort of mm -hmm. area that that's just wacky. 
So, and, so I, it was. I, I approached this shot more like a commercial advertising shoot. Yeah, yeah. Just to get, I wanted. I had the idea what I wanted. Mm. Once I got home and looked at the photos, it was just a matter of taking one of these photos and pushing it into a different direction. And then they ended up making a canvas gallery wrap of this and presented it to her at her um, senior party. Oh wow! And I, I was there to to see her uh, unwrap it and. Oh, and nice. everybody ooh nod over it. So I got lots of kudos that day. That was fun. <laughs> Excellent. So Landon, that's that's the end of the the photographs. Um, I just quickly once again wanted to thank you for all of your time and sharing your experiences and and some of your secrets. They're they're not so best kept anymore. They. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few more thousand people who probably just uh, have figured this one, uh, you know, got a, got a look into the the mind of Landon Michelson. So thanks very much. place. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really, I mean, thanks for everything that you do in the, not not just the um, the posts, but you help with the moderation on the forum as well. And, you know, you do so much for the community. I just wanted to say that I totally appreciate everything that you do. So, hey, it's a pleasure. Well, re really, I'm, I'm, I really, I don't think the place would be the same without you. So, thanks very well, much. Well, as like everything else, I get more back than I give. So, well, that's that's almost hard to believe, but I'm I'm pleased that you that that's the way you feel. So, once again, where can people find you online, Landon? Uh, the easiest place, just go to bksecret.com. That'll point you to everything I'm involved in: social sites, my sites, everything. So, yeah, excellent good stuff so thanks again landon and i'll speak to you again soon hey good talking to you again martin okay so i hope you enjoyed these two episodes with our good friend landon michelson he's an incredible guy so thanks very much for listening remember that you can find me on google plus and twitter etc all of the links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.